Welcome to the Bonhamur podcast once again. Um, we'd hoped a couple of weeks ago to be sitting here at the split talking about two good victories on the back of that, that Hawks win and, and a push towards maybe the British and Irish Cup. But once again on Saturday, Bonhamur were very poor and came away with with a really quite disappointing and depressing defeat. Yeah, indeed, Simon. I mean, last week we spoke about inconsistency. Um, being facetious, the only good thing about this week was we weren't inconsistent. <laughs> we were rubbish again for the second week running. We were totally woeful. Um, I mean, really, the performance on Saturday was was under par, and I can't see any excuse for it. No, I mean, the, the the word that comes to comes to my mind is unacceptable. Yeah, unacceptable, and I think. In the first half, we absolutely dominated territory and possession, but we seem not to have the wit to get over the try line. Um, we just didn't invent, create clear-cut chances. We were okay at getting into the 22, but then it stagnated, and eventually we gave away a penalty or we knocked on the ball. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's so unlike... Bonamure to, to not have that invention, that ability to to take a man on and beat him, yep. which well, we, we never seem to, in a one-on-one situation, beat the man opposite you. We never did. Um, everything came inside rather than outside. Uh, the Aberdeen defence was well-structured, well-marshaled, and frankly, not stretched. Um, you know, So we turned around at half-time being, I think, six points to the good, two penalties, um, when, really, we should have put the game to bed in the first half. Yeah, absolutely. And then, in the second half, it wasn't as if it was all Aberdeen right from the get-go. You know, we had the ball in good position early on. I think, you know, you, you were counting along in the first five times we had possession. Each time there looked to be a break on, and each time we knocked the ball on. Yeah, I mean, that was absolutely, and if anyone doubts it, we've got the video evidence, five consecutive possessions we knocked the ball on. The fifth of which Aberdeen scored from. And in no case was it, you know, a goodle at the base of a mall or something when there's hands all over the place. These were simply dropped passes. These weren't difficult positions. These were just dropped passes five times, and as you say... On the fifth occasion, Aberdeen ran it half the length of the pitch and scored. And frankly, at that point, our heads dropped. And until Matt Harvey popped up in injury time to score a try, we didn't look like doing anything. I think the only point where where I would perhaps say we we might have been able to to rest something was with with Ross Bradford's disallowed try. But I I think it was a wrong decision to, to go for the try anyway, we had a penalty perfectly in kicking range and, and, and kick to to touch and and sort of five minutes later we end up going over in the corner which is ruled out for, for a stamp from Yeah, from, I mean uh, obviously from where we were behind the goal we could not see what Bryce did or did not do so I cannot possibly comment on whether or not the referee was right or wrong what I can say is the touch judge who indicated the offence had his flag raised and pointed long before Ross crossed the line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I 
not going to sit here and say, oh, I think we were done out of a try. I think, you know, I've got to assume that the, the touch has, has seen something and has correctly called it. You know, I have Absolutely. no evidence to the contrary. Yeah, and that was that was one good period of pressure. And yeah, had we scored, it may have lifted our heads again. But you know, but from I certainly from from that very moment, it was clear to see that well, that, that we, we knew we weren't going to win that game. I have said on numerous occasions this season about numerous teams never let the referee win the match or lose the match. Yeah. We've got no. If the referee is our excuse, we've got no excuses. Buramur were very poor. That was not a good performance by any standards at all. And I think, I think we're fortunate the break has come when it has. If we'd have had one or two more games, we'd have dropped into that bottom four playing in this form. Yeah, I think undoubtedly we're playing. As, as poorly as any of the teams um, at the bottom of the table and it, it's disappointing for me because you know last season we, we, we just got into the top eight this season as a fan you want to see progression you want to see moving mm. forward and, and there were signs earlier in the season with the win over Aki's with the win over Hawks that, that we were you know and, and the way we gotten close to Curry and close to Melrose, the, the war signs that we were maybe taking a few steps forward, but in these last two weeks, we've kind of just washed away all that good work with two horrific performances. Well, to be honest, I think your your point is well made. That the, the the signs of progress were actually in defeat against Melrose and Curry when we got very close to two of the top teams. But having said, you know, we looked better earlier in the season. So did we last year. Don't forget, after five games last year, we sat top of the table with five victories. Yeah. So, in fact, we actually didn't start quite as well this season um, in terms of points. But, you know, we've just, once again, we've plummeted down the table. Um, this year we got up to second and then plummeted down to eighth. Last year we got to first and plummeted to eighth. Well, you can take your pick. It's six of one and six of the other, isn't it? You know, but... Um, it's not progress, as you say. It, it, it isn't progress, and I don't know what's wrong. I mean, on Saturday, we we played like two teams. There was a pack of forwards who, at times, did some very good things. One let the backs drop the ball. And at other times, there was a set of backs who were trying to run some good lines, but weren't getting the ball off the forwards. So, you know, there was no coordination between the guys up front and the guys behind and I mean as someone a, a long standing member who will remain nameless has said to me we've got 15 very good players but no team yeah absolutely I think you made the, the point earlier that the break has come at a very very good time for us you know we, we are on the back of two defeats ok ideally you don't want to kind of have a week off to stew on that but the players can go away clear their mind yeah, I believe a number of the players have been given this week off off training and then, and mm-hmm. then there's the free week um, and I think we have to do what we've been saying you know Hawks and, and Harriets and Hoyk have to do and just put put that as far out of our mind as we can come back for the Hamilton friendly um, and, and and focus and, and take the rest of the season as, as a new start well I agree with you entirely I mean you know we perhaps do need that break some of the players and Frankly, some of the players look as though they're not good enough. They need to take a very, very serious look at themselves. We've said it week after week, and yet 
same players are making the same mistakes. Yeah, we've got to look, you know, and see what do we do about that. At least the coaches have a little bit of time to contemplate, to look at resources, to look at what we do. The league doesn't restart now till the new year. We've got the cup coming up, but maybe that's a chance to put a few things right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, after the match on Saturday, I spoke to both Jordan Webster and Nick Fraser. Jordan, that must have been frustrating, having had so much ball in the first half to not press home the advantage and win the game. Uh, exactly what you've said. It's very frustrating, especially when you make good ground and then you seem to cough up ball for no apparent reason. Um, maybe more so being aware of it on the wing because ultimately it's to try and get to me and it's, it never really happened today so aye, very frustrating and the second half we just seem to make mistake after mistake right from the first whistle yeah yeah definitely um, it, just, it just comes down to an attitude thing um, just boys being focused for the whole time as opposed to just being focused for the first half or, or whatever time um, and it does make a big difference as we saw today yeah. and on the back of the Heriot's defeat that's kind of putting a dampener on the first half of the season yeah definitely um, brought it to a close sort of the opposite fashion as we wished but hopefully we could get a, a week off and freshen up and bring it back for the next next sort of round of matches yeah we've got the cup coming up um, this month is that a focus now to, to really kind of put one on Curry and last week yeah yeah certainly um, certainly Curry's a big target yeah, it's going to be the performance at Megatland hopefully when we when we play them again we can maybe like sort of make dividends work as opposed to as opposed to losing <laughs> cheers, <laughs> cheers thanks Nick we seem to have them up front and throughout that game but we couldn't press home the advantage and get the points yeah I mean there's a few times like we're about 5-10 metres out with scrums and like we have the shotgun call which is basically just keep going keep going but it's just kind of hard to keep it in like uh, we mediate the back try to hold it in and I think the ref called it for something and then we just kind of lose it and then in the rocks and that just we seem to be getting numbers to break down like reasonably well but it's just the guys holding on to the ball when they're getting tackles and like try to save time with like leg drive and stuff but I mean like we know we've got in us like we've been losing we've lost to like the four top teams by like little than five points and uh, now we've got a split we just need to look forward to playing them again and those are the games that we can be winning and we should be winning so I mean like I mean this week and last week were pretty pure pretty pure performances from us but we know what we can do so we just need to get together have a break next week and just come back in just pick it up and keep going is it a case of just trying to get all the elements of the side working together at one time yeah. because we have the skills it's just we yeah, never seem to put them together like it just seems to be like one week like the forwards might be a bit, a bit less in the performance and then the backs will be firing or the other way around I mean like, it's been a couple of times where we've both been just firing and it's like with the Aki's and Hawks game it's like absolute demolished them so I mean just get a bit more consistency with that so and we've got the cup coming up this month is that a, a good target to aim for? yeah definitely I mean look who we've got I think it's Curry and Laswade and uh, I'm not sure who else it is but I mean those, those are the games that we should be targeting we need to win and uh, everyone's looking forward to the cup so get a wee break now so we can then come back into it so cheers very much cheers thanks Premier 1 this week, there was really one massive story, 
which was uh, Gala 16, Melrose 17 down at Netherdale. Melrose taking back the top of the table. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, only a three-point swing, which is the first point. So Melrose, having started the game two points behind Gala, ended up one point ahead of them now. I believe it was a late score from Melrose, which won the game. By all accounts, it was a tremendous... Perhaps not the most skillful of games, but a very, very competitive game. And I believe the crowd was estimated at over 2,000. And it's been a while since we've seen that in, uh, in Scottish club rugby. And I don't care who the teams are, I am absolutely delighted to hear of a crowd of that nature. That, I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. I mean, you know, when I'm reporting for the Press Association, I have to give the crowd and, and usually at bottom your rate it's 200 250 you know 500 on a good day to, you know to get over 2,000 pound over 2,000 people um, and as you said by all accounts it was a real proper old school borders match with that ferocity of competition yeah. um, it's, it's huge for the game and I, I think I've said before how good it is for Scottish rugby to see Borders teams at the top of the game again Well absolutely, I mean Not only was it obviously a, 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 t- a good match But a very tight match To go down to the last move of the game Almost, you have to go right down to the wire The fighting for the top Yeah, I would rather it was Boromir up there But it isn't So at least what I want to see Is that the league is a real contest There isn't a runaway winner, unless, of course, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, runaway winners are always nice when you're you're at the front of them. Um, Dundee also had a a, a narrow victory over Harriet's. Um, Harriet's unable to build on on their victory over us. Well, I think they will consider it as some level of building, to be honest. I mean, you know, they they sneaked past us because we let them, but they've gone to Dundee, who've been one of the form teams, and lost by... A point that will give them a little bit of hope going into the post split. It'll give them something to contemplate positively over the uh, over the cup period and the Christmas period before they come back. Um, Dundee are up to to third in the league, um, but I think we've said it time and again: the surprise team has to be Sterling. <laughs> They've climbed to fifth in the league. They had a walloping win on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, to, to, to win, what was it, 32-5 over air is it, massive. Absolutely massive. You know, there's no question about it. They're in the battle for the British and Irish Cup. Yeah, I, I think they are. I think there's six teams probably in that battle. Aberdeen I, I, will think they are, I, but I'd I'm say not convinced. Five. Yeah, I'd say there's Melrose and Gallo for, for the title. There's then Dundee, Curry, um, Sterling and Ayr. Um, yeah. for the, the British and Irish Cup yeah. and then there's us and Aberdeen playing yeah. around at the bottom yeah uh, Aberdeen will still think they've got a chance of the British and Irish and good luck to them because uh, they certainly took their chances on Saturday but I know that you said to me at half time it's a poor game between two poor teams and by full time I hadn't really changed that opinion yeah. Aberdeen had a good couple of standout players but to be honest I didn't think they were a great team I totally agree with you. I think you know the, 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 there was significant weaknesses in their side and, and visible weaknesses. I thought um, you know they had a couple of good, particularly forwards. Yeah, they, um, they did have a couple of good forwards, but, but there were I think there were weaknesses in the side, and we failed to exploit them. Yeah, um, in the battle of the teams already down, um, Hoyk 
weren't able to, to get anything from, from the visit of Hawks. No, I mean, Hoik haven't won a game yet this season. Um, they're going to struggle. Um, I, I, I'd hope expected by now they would have appointed a coach. They haven't. Um, I don't know, but the implications are that things are not right at Mansfield. And I think that alone will probably cause them to struggle. Heriots will feel a bit better about themselves, having had a win and a narrow defeat. Aki's, again, they got well well beaten by Curry. I think they're going to struggle as well. Um, you know, Glasgow uh, Hawks, well, yeah, okay. You know, they had a, they had a, a victory at Hoik, but yeah, so was everyone else. Yeah. And one thing you mentioned there, Curry, again, for me or another... Surprising side in a way because after the start they had, I thought maybe the team they had had reached its end and wasn't going to be the power that they mm. had. But again, they're right in there for the battle for, for British and Irish. They're three points behind Dundee. Certainly, they've picked it up. They've had a couple of defeats they wouldn't have expected, but certainly they've picked it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, after the game on Saturday, I spoke to ex Bonamure and current Aberdeen hooker Sean O'Connor. <laughs> Sean, it's been a satisfying first half of the season for Aberdeen. Yeah, that's no, been good. Uh, boys are done the hard yards and it's uh, paid off. It's been good. And today, look, you had trouble in the first half but turned it round in the second and really put in a convincing victory. Yeah, last couple of days, last couple of games we've had uh, a bit of trouble in the first half but fitness always seems to come through and uh, put on a strong finish again. And how are you finding Scottish rugby? I'm enjoying it, yeah. I'm yeah, enjoying it. Yeah. Um, What's the ambition for Aberdeen um, for the second half of the season? Do you have an eye on perhaps pushing forward for the British and Irish Cup positions? Definitely, I mean, definitely. You know, we're a team that wants to go places in the British and Irish Cup. It's definitely, yeah, definitely. Thanks very much. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Well, I think now that we've reached the midway point in the season, it's time to look forward um, not always with pleasure but to look forward to Premier A and Premier B Buttermure are in Premier A so that means we're guaranteed top division rugby next season but it'll be tougher next season because it'll be a 10 team league I think the thing that I find so disappointing at this point is that effectively our league season is over yeah it's not impossible that we could win seven games and challenge for honours. 14 points off third places. But 14 points off third place is too much. Yeah. Being the slightly statistical geek that I am, I do like the fact that the midpoint of the season comes actually two games into the second half of the season, given that we've got 18 <laughs> games. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think from our point of view, it, it, the last two games have ruined any chance that we had. You know, I mean, we picked up one point against Harriets and none against Aberdeen. Yeah. Had we picked up another seven points, yeah. you know, we'd be on 31, in there with Sterling and Air, and seven points off Dundee. A gap, but not an insurmountable gap. That's right. Yeah, you know, um, I think these, these last two defeats have cost us any chance of going for that British and Irish Cup and, and cost us anything to play for in the league other than to perhaps build form for a cup. Well, I think we've got to look at... Last season we finished sixth in the league, yeah. so I'm sure the 
coaches will be looking to at least emulate that if not beat it even that is going to be difficult um, but I think we've got to try at least to finish in the top six it's very difficult I mean you know, you know yourself Simon the last half of last season was quite depressing um, you know it was difficult to get up for games that effectively meant nothing yeah I think that this is the downside of, of, of the split league because whilst every game in the first half of the season meant something had real purpose about it if you just squeaked into that top 8 then every game after that split is hollow because there really isn't anything to play for that's right and you said it yourself one of the things we do have to play for is is keeping form for the cup um, and, and you know players have their own personal pride we have pride in the club we want to do the best we possibly can for the club and it would be great to see the team pick themselves up rally round and have a good second half of the season I mean you and I will support them and follow them everywhere no matter what even God forbid if they lose all seven games we'll do that (laughs) but it's difficult for many people to get enthusiastic in the circumstances Um, but I'll still be there and I'll still be watching no doubt about that it's going to be fascinating to see how the title battle goes over next well yes it is I mean you know are the Borders teams going to knock seven bells out of each other to the point that they let someone else sneak through you know Dundee I don't think so I think it'll be Melrose Gala as I've said before I think it'll be Melrose I think their experience will tell but interestingly Melrose will have to give up a home game in the second half of the season I believe season return to Netherdale Whereas um, is likely to see them return to Netherdale. So. And if, if that ends up being a title decider, that is going to talk about 2,000 people at, at this one, you know, double it for, for a title decider between the two. If that ends up being a title decider, I might go. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be a, a, a match to kind of hark back to the glory days of Scottish club rugby. Indeed, it would. Would be fantastic to see for all concerned. Um, I, I do think that the advent of the British and Irish Cup has been a positive in that without it really only Melrose and Gull would have anything to play for at all whereas you've got Dundee, Curry, Sterling and Ayr who all have that huge carrot absolutely of, 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 of that kind of competition absolutely and I wish we did as well but it is undoubtedly I think a, a marvellous competition it's great to see some of the Scottish teams have done quite well in it um yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm envious. I would love to get a trip down to Exeter, or Exeter, or South Wales, or you know, over to Ireland or whatever. And uh, when it happens, not if, when it happens <laughs> that we get into the competition, then I'm sure we'll uh, we'll do our duty and follow them. I think we also need to have a look at Premier B. We spoke about it last week. Um, Selkirk were the team that <laughs> missed out. <laughs> yeah, Selkirk you predicted would come up and they were the team that didn't make the, the top eight. It was 17 up at Smellies at half time and they lost 21 20 and missed out by a point. Yeah, that's They've right. gone a long, long way to make me look they've like They've had a fool. to try really hard to make you look like a fool, <laughs> yes. But they've succeeded. But uh, it's an interesting mini league, if you like. 
two teams out of that mini league are going to get promoted to Premier One next season. Um, yeah, you've got Harriet's Hawks, Aki's Hoyks, Stumel, Watsonians, Jed, and Hamilton. And Stumel and Watsons are probably the two form teams. Yeah. But who knows? It's a really tough one to call. It's played in the new year, so, you know. It's going to be boggy and wet and probably suit somebody like Jed. Yeah, Jed or Hoyk, if they can get themselves together, as I said last week. But I just don't know. I mean, I'd love to see Stu Mel come back up because, you know, Kevin Brown's coaching the forwards. Uh, Johnny Hare's scoring tries for them. You know, I mean, it'd be great to see a few ex-Muir people doing doing well, um, as long as they <laughs> beat us next season. But yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one to I, call. I, I think Stu Mel will come up. I think, you know, they've been fairly well the class of Premier 2. And, and I think that their momentum will carry them through. Um, um, I'm just not sure. I, I, I don't see Hamilton particularly... Troubling them, I think Jed could. I think there'll be a Borders Borders team coming. Um, I'm not convinced. If I had to call it right now, I'd probably go for Stumel and Ackies. I think Ackies might be able to. I don't know. Last week, uh, I don't know. I'm going to sit on the fence in this one. There'll be a Borders team in Edinburgh team. How about that? Fair enough. So that means Glasgow Hawks and Hamilton are coming up. <laughs> I mean, just to, to, to dwell on that, I mean, I, I think we're both really saying that we don't entirely see either Hawks or Harriet surviving this. I think they're going to find it extremely difficult. You know, and that's two massive teams. They've been to all the Watsonians last year and Hoyk a few years ago. Yeah, they've been Premier too. That's 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 really not what we expected, and it's going to be quite strange to see a Premier One without either of those sides. If and it does maybe just maybe it puts in perspective a little bit the current poor position of Bournemouth. Yeah, I think it does. I mean, we are safe. We are safe. We do have Premier One Rugby. That was absolutely vital this season. And we've achieved that. Yeah. So whilst we're not happy with the way the team are performing at the moment, I bet the Hawks fans are unhappier. It is a great big silver lining that we have guaranteed Premier One Rugby next year. Yeah. But uh, later in the season, no doubt, we'll talk more about both Premier A and Premier B. Well, after a wee musical interlude, we'll have a look at how the second 15 and third 15 got on this weekend. Well, the second 15, there's not really much to say about them. The uh, game against Hillhead, Jordan Hill was called off as, as Hillhead couldn't raise a team, which I suppose is worrying because... A second 15 level yeah. for, for a Premier 2 side not to be able to raise a team is, is shows kind of the other side of Scottish rugby and, and, and the malaise that still does kind of hover around a bit that's right I mean there is an argument which is often cogently made to say the, reserve, the second team league should simply be a mirror of the first team league because that way you've got the top 12 or from next year the top 10 teams in the country they're the teams that are most likely to have the depth. They're the teams that are most likely to be able to put out a second 15. That's, I can really understand that point of view. And from a practical point of view of getting games of rugby played, I agree with it. However, it does treat 
for me it does treat second 15s as reserve teams and rather than teams in their own entity which I think is, is a distinct thing about rugby is that your second 15 isn't generally a reserve team it is yeah and you have a team like Hillhead Jordan Hill second 15 populated with I should imagine a number of players who are never going to make it to the top and their moment of glory might well be getting promotion into the top league for second 15s yeah. whereas if you deny them that it'll be a while before he'll head Jordan Hill in Premier 1 yeah. if, if, if you link their fortunes to the first team so you know, their second 15 could have a very good year but get relegated because their first team do yeah. you know, that, 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 it does present sporting issues for me it does, it presents sporting issues that's a good way of putting it so whilst I see the practicality of it I have to say I'm not in favour, but reluctantly. Reluctantly, I mean, I think practicality cost-wise, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and in terms of getting games, but I, I, I just can't get past that sporting issue of your second 15 win the league, your first 15 get relegated, and your second 15 therefore get relegated. Yeah, I know. And um, and that's it's a it's a business against sports. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? Um, and I think I'm always going to come down sport, but it's not being in the position where I have to make those decisions. I'm always going to be on my idealistic sporting side of it. I would have to agree with you, but I think it's a fair thing to say that, you know, we're not in the position of having to make those decisions. Um, the third 15 did have a game, though, and did win 18-10. Yeah, very, very tough game by all accounts. I mean, again, playing a board as second 15, playing people's A, so, you know, not mugs. And down at the guides. And down at the guides, so not mugs at all. Um, it was 10 all at half time uh, and you know Muir had to the Bears had to fight hard for, for every inch of territory I believe um, you know good performance particularly from Chris Evans playing against his old team um, course, yeah. you know they always try and give him a rough ride and the uh, the wee man never takes a step backwards he's, he's always up for it and that's that's great to see but uh, a tremendous performance by the Bears. You know, they they keep on turning up, turning in results against the odds. Perhaps yeah. it's wonderful to be sitting here every week and really praising the Bears because there's a lot to praise. They are just having a, a, a fantastic season, and, and it, there seems to be a real, real spirit around them. Absolutely, and I mean, we mentioned earlier in the season that uh, one of the games we'd had a lockout. Luke Maidmont was tackling everything that moved and usually at sort of grass height <laughs> well he's obviously kept doing it because he was awarded the man of the match this, this week and uh, you know I mean there's a guy who's really quite slight in his build um, you know probably doesn't have the size to go to first team level although he may well want to disagree with that but you know what he has got is an absolute determination yeah he Which will never, ever give up on anything. And he just he's just like a dynamo. He just keeps going. And he's getting the rewards. You know, he's got his place. He's playing regular rugby. And he's doing well. And he's playing now in a winning team. Which, as a player, no matter what level you play at, is, is what you want to do. It's, you want to be winning games. There's nothing worse than 
going on a run of four or five games where you just lose and you don't want to turn up to training and you don't want to turn up to the next game because you're just worried about what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. But the Bears are not in that position. They're in a position where they're challenging up towards the top of the league. They're, they're winning games and they're playing some sensible, good, tactical rugby. I mean, people's had a big pack. At the end of the day, the Bears... Coaches decided, let's get the ball wide as quickly as we can. Perhaps they didn't do so as early as they might have done, according to the match report. But let's let's get the ball wide. Let's move their big pack around, and in the end, it paid dividends. That's not just good play from the players. It's good coaching, it's good coaching as well. It's good discipline to do as is recommended to them, and uh, you know, well done, another victory. Well, after a final break, we'll be back with a look at the mess that appears to be the Scottish Cup. So, over the next few weeks, Bonamio started a cup campaign. We're not going to go into too much detail about it, because frankly I don't know too much detail about it. I know for a fact there are three pools in the Edinburgh Regional Cup. There are two pools in the Caledonian Regional Cup, there is one big pool in the Borders Regional Cup, and there is straight knockout in the West. How it all works out, how everything comes together for the national competition, frankly I don't know. Well, so, I, think, I think the key thing is that this year that the early part of the Cup has been regionalised. Yeah. Now that's been done probably very sensibly for financial purposes. There were some really long cup trips and that and it wasn't it wasn't working particularly well yeah. so by making it regional what you do is you get more games that more supporters are likely to want to see yeah. more local derbies and you get less travel yeah I mean I totally understand and agree with the reasons for making it regional I just not, not entirely understanding of, of the system they've put in place other than allowing each region to, to, to organise itself. Well, that's the point. I think each region was allowed to organise itself. Let's focus on the Edinburgh region. There's three pools of three. Um, Buttermure are in a pool with Curry and Laswade. I think Buttermure are going to face a stiff challenge there. Yeah. You know, I mean, the pools were... Almost certainly drawn at random. I mean, one of the pools, bigger, Stu Mel and Watson's, no Premier One teams. The other two have got two, two Premier, Premier One teams each. Although the top pool has Ackies and Harriets, two of the bottom four. <laughs> We've got two of the top eight. Um, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough. I mean, we open with Curry at, at Megatland on the 26th of November. Then we've got Lasswade away um, on the 10th of December. Both winnable games. Both winnable games. Um, you know, we showed when we ran Curry very, very close, and, and probably should have beaten them. Oh, that the, the, we have the beating of them if all the parts of on the team form, work well. We have the beating of them. Um, off form, well, we'll take another hammering like we've had off them over the years, and I'm damn certain nobody at the club wants that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and we're well, looking for some form as well as, as um, our trip through to DL last year showed that we can't take last week too lightly either. Well, absolutely because, you know, we not. very, very nearly got parked out of the tournament by DL. Frankly, I think we should have done, to be <laughs> honest. I mean, I, I think they spent 78, 79 of the minutes of that, that game camped in our 22. That's right. and uh, I, th- I think conditions we, had a large part to say in the fact that they just couldn't make the ball stick. 
Well, the thing was they turned down a number of penalties as yeah. well, which perhaps with hindsight they'd have been better off kicking. But, you know, I mean, both Curry and Laswade are teams we are capable of beating. Whether or not we will beat them remains to be seen. But having had a disappointing end to the first part of the season, wouldn't it be great to bounce back and get a good cup run? That would set us up nicely for the second half of the league campaign and we could move forward positively. Yeah, I think the springboard um, has to be the, the cliche that is used. You know, we have to use this as a, as a springboard. Um, and, and that brings us into the end of the podcast. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be, be back, back next week. week. Cheers. Thank you.